Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we try to convince professional, visionary, author, and Studio 360 host Kurt Anderson to name one of his characters Chip Dipson. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, as always, uh, one of the... Wait, no, not as always... Yeah, he's always in our hearts, right? I think that's what you meant. I mean, he's certainly an inspiration in everything that we do. Sure, um, he's a kind of a, a, a like a, a like a goal that we'd like to attain. Sure, in that sense, he is always with us. Yeah, uh, the <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. Please welcome the Big J, um, uh, the man who hosts uh, the Public Radio International program, uh, Studio Three Sixty, acclaimed novelist, uh, co-founder of a legendary satirical magazine, Spy, uh, current cover writer for Time Magazine, um, judging by my trip to the grocery store yesterday, and uh, professional visionary. Kurt Anderson, welcome to the program, Kurt. So happy to be here. We are so happy to have you, D- despite sir. Despite all of the the ironic uh, welcoming and and praise, but no, I am I'm extremely <laughs> happy to be here. I, I, you know, Jesse's little slip up was uh, just kind of. Uh... We were going to segue into this later, but we want to see if you'll become a permanent co-host. So yeah, we were wondering. We figure uh, now is a good time to ask. You're here in anything. Los Angeles. Before you move back to L.A., of course, um, you've got this great pad in Studio City, a beautiful, um, a modern home on a hilltop in, in Studio City with a lot of uh, matching furnishings. Um, I think this is the time for you to put down roots both in the city of Los Angeles and here at Jordan Jesse Go. Sidekick Emeritus, something like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, whatever, let me put it this way. Whatever Studio 360 is paying you, we can't pay that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, 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 I know it's a cliche, but I, I actually do love L.A., and I've loved being here. Uh, but I also think it's one of those things, like with mistresses, if I'd ever had a mistress, where right. you, you don't want to make it a permanent thing. You want to, you know, go be here for a few months, and it's been ideal in that sense. Uh, because now I'm I'm going to leave here in a couple of weeks and go back to New York. See, Kurt, and, when you describe it in those romantic terms, well, but I mean, basically, aren't you just having your way with L.A. and then casting it aside? But I'll return to her. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> when your ship pulls into port... Uh, exactly. No, I. I, uh, I mean, it's 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 just, it's as stupid and simple as I, I now, at my advanced age, feel no further need to spend character building winters in places in a place like New York because I feel my character is fully built. <laughs> right. And, and I can Fair enough. be here in a lazy you know, lotus eater place uh, every winter from now on. And uh, by the way, do, have you tried our lotuses? Did Teresa bring you a lotus? No, I got one from the lotus truck okay. out, outdoor. Uh, this, yeah. Um, and we should explain, Kurt, of course, is like Studio 360, ordinarily based in New York City. Uh, a very New York City type of dude, mm-hmm. but uh, here in Los Angeles at the uh, Pomona College Arts College Center, 
Uh, the Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, California, the Jesse. The Art Center College of Design in pa- Pasadena, California, where he is a visionary in residence, Jordan. Of how, how can we get to this point in our careers? Yeah, Kurt, give us a – I mean, I, I yeah, like, I think that's the kind of place I would like to be in a couple of years. I want to be getting grants. Yep. I want to be a something in residence. And let's be clear. When you say you want to be getting grants, you want the no-strings-attached kind of grants, like a MacArthur grant where they just give you the money and you just do whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. You, they give you the money, an office, and some co-eds maybe. Possibly yeah. some co-eds. Sure. And and that's really what we all dream of. Oh, and a statue of me in like the quad. Oh, and uh, on the, in the statue, are you doing like a cool? Are you wearing like one of those helmets with like a dagger on top, and you're like holding a sword up, and you're riding a horse? Yeah, whatever. As long as my dick's huge. <laughs> my statue dick. I didn't know we worked blue here. Oh, this <laughs> is a very blue program. Yeah, this, this is, is... Uh, this is not a classy operation. Yeah, Sorry. no, no, Sorry, no, K-A. absolutely not. This is. Uh, you know, you don't you don't have to come down to our level, but just so you know, this may, does carry this does carry the <laughs> explicit tag in iTunes. Um, Jordan, oh, there's some really we we've got all. Oh, wait, hold on, I was okay. asking Kurt for advice yes. on how I could get right. to this. Kind of prestigious... uh, you know, just live long enough and and show up. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. really is uh, as as simple as that. You know, uh, when when you're twice the age you are now, and you'll be roughly my age, you know, then you'll. People will, you know, uh, they'll have no choice but to say, "Oh, this guy's been around uh, a long time. Let's let's give him this sweet gig at our university and perhaps build a statue to him." Our stylish yeah. eyeglasses is an important part of this because it strikes me that, especially if you're thinking about doing this in in a in an academic context and particularly in an arts academic context, that you're gonna need a signature eyewear. Is that am I off base here? Uh, no, I think that's, that's part of the rule book, really. Right. Uh, you know, to be an art director or a visionary, uh, or God knows both, you do need, uh, artware that says, I'm kind of a dick. Right, because you're mostly, <laughs> you're mostly wearing black and white otherwise, so... Exactly. You need to... But this isn't so, I mean... The listeners don't know, but my my eyewear is not so and just a, just a freakishly Daniel Liebskindishly. He's uh, wearing a, stylish uh, now. Uh, Kurt Anderson is sitting before us. He's wearing Kazal uh, uh, eyeglasses like Run DMC, the big square eyeglasses like uh, like you would see on Run DMC, but updated maybe, a little bit. Uh, you know, more like a slightly contemporary style, like you might see on on Run or on Larry David's dad on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. That kind of look. Uh, it's sort of an iconic elderly Jew style. Well, that... it's the Lou Wasserman look, and here in L.A., that's what I figured I, right. I ought to do. Well, you're yeah. a mogul now. <laughs> How many times have you had lunch with Brian Grazer since you got here? Brian and I lunch, well, we try to do it once a week, just like the vice president yeah. and the president do. Right. You should exactly. have a weekly reservation at the Daily Grill. Something like that. <laughs> you guys just... Uh... It's just does Spago still exist? I feel like why go to another restaurant when you can go to Spago's? Yeah, I don't know where Spago stands in the zeitgeist now. I feel like I don't hear. I don't. It I think about. It, it stands firmly in the zeitgeist of 1988. If no, I'm not mistaken. And Wolfgang Puck, of course, who started Spago, has now risen above it as the brand. And now at every supermarket I go to in Southern California, there is a whole Wolfgang Puck section. Wolfgang Puck started Spago's more than just the California Pizza Kitchen. I had a primarily associated with like a California pizza kitchen, a CPK. Sure. 
Uh, I don't think he had anything to do with that. I could be wrong. Though. Really? Yeah. But I mean, he Jordan, Jordan is correct. He definitely invented like he definitely invented like putting pe- Thai he, peanut sauce. Yeah, on Yeah, that's a pizza. what I was about. That's exactly I was about to say Thai chicken. Sure. But I think we're right on the same page. We're here. jiving. Kind of culinary miscegenation, really. Was sure, his sure, thing, sure. Yeah. yeah, sure. Okay, fair enough. So Spago's is the moral of the story, I think. Yeah. I went to this restaurant. Um, there's a very fancy restaurant here in my neighborhood. My neighborhood, of course, is full of primarily like uh, uh, Korean barbecue, which is a great restaurant, but uh, I rarely go to it because it's distressingly expensive. It turns out you really can't go to a Korean barbecue place for less than like $40 a person. Um, and I don't, it's weird that it's a, like a kind of lower middle class kind of restaurant to go to because it's outrageously expensive. Maybe if you were Korean, they would charge you the normal $8. Yeah, price. yeah exactly. Yeah. So I went, there is this one fancy restaurant and, uh, Teresa has a, a good friend who's a, a public defender here in LA, makes a good salary and likes to spend it going to fancy restaurants. And she said, Oh, such and such restaurant right by your house. This is one of the best restaurants in Los Angeles. And we had noticed that they have like a half price uh, bar food menu uh, for like happy hour or whatever. And we're like, oh, well, we live here. We can go there for happy hour whenever we want. So we walked over there to go for happy hour. Well, what's it called? What's some the bar name? food. Uh, such and such, I think it's called. It's yes. In, it's, in the, it's in the will turn. It's, it's, right at the, okay. it's right there in the will turn between Denny's and uh, the theater. <laughs> and But like I said, so really So we had fancy. to uh, push through the line of, uh, of mopey Hispanic teens waiting for Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> There's so many mopey Hispanic teens waiting in line outside yeah, the will turn. Yeah, that's the will turn, man. What's that's, that about? I think it just, it just if you're, you know. If They'll you're, be, they're waiting. There's, if seriously, uh, last night uh, when I, when we went out to this, it was the Derek Trucks band, and I don't I don't know either, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> there shouldn't have been all the Moby Hispanic teens waiting outside that there were. Like you used to go see like uh, it's like a Lady Gaga. It's like, oh, mopey Hispanic teens outside. And I see on the marquee that Spinal Tap is about to be there, or at least the members of Spinal yeah, Tap yeah. are on the marquee. And so will your... And I hesitate to say mopey Hispanic teens because there's something faintly racist about that. But uh, <laughs> I wonder I wonder if the audience will be... Kurt, have you... You've spent four months in Los Angeles. If you can't, if you can't deal with a little uh, faint racism, <laughs> yeah. Well, and if as, you can't as, deal as, with a white person calling all Spanish people, pe- all Spanish-speaking people, Mexicans. Uh, well, but uh, th- there's at least uh, some demographic logic to that in this in this place. But no, Mopi, I'm I'm with you. I mean, uh, 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 and perhaps that's better said as as. Uh, oppressed and disempowered, but who knows? I, I just <laughs> I just have too much public radio PC burned into my my brain now. I guess. Okay, so we went into this restaurant, and first of all, there's a bar in like a restaurant area, and we went in, and there was no. It's like a mostly a restaurant, and there was no host there. There was, but there was two dudes standing by the door that we that I thought maybe were hosts, but all they did was this big gesture like the. Enter gesture, you know, like extending one arm all the way out and the other the arm to time? the breast. They did it kind of in succession, and we're just kind of standing there confused because we're thinking like, oh, we're going to eat a little food, and there's only a bar right there where we enter, and we don't really want to sit at the bar. Like, I mean, there's booths and stuff. Maybe we want to sit in a booth. And so we kind of look at them with this look like, uh, what are we supposed? What are we supposed to do? And they just gave it again, like the enter. Just these two dudes just doing this enter thing. We 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 went inside and sat down, uh, and finally, like we just went up to them and said, uh, 
can we go over there and sit in a booth? Because there was sort of like a door in between, very unclear. Sat down. A weird waiter came and gave us dinner menus uh, for like, uh, you know, $70 steaks. And that wasn't really in the cards. But what was what was amazing about it was that they were handing us this menu for $70 steaks, right? But it was also like kind of shitty inside. Like it, it's it, the, the decor is this kind of industrial chic. Sure. You know what I mean? Like uh, like anything in Los Angeles. Like it's in it's like conc- polished concrete floors and literally giant booths, giant like thrones made out of perforated leather, perforated leather thrones that you have to like pull the entire thing out from under the table just to sit down because they have big arms and they're like really too heavy to be moving. It was a really weird situation, and there's like it's shitty in there, and they're li- and the the music is smooth jazz. <laughs> I didn't know that smooth jazz was something that still, you know what I mean? Well, but there you go. That there's something Los Angeles about these interesting lapses of of hipness. I mean, this place sounds yeah. as though it's trying to be stylish in a certain way, and they're selling seventy dollars steaks, and it's industrial chic. And then you get the smooth jazz thing. It's it's like, it's like the whole memo about what is stylish didn't go out to everyone here. The, 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 you know, some, yeah. Some places are you know okay, and not that that's good or bad. It just it's interesting that that you 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 encounter places that you think oh okay this is this kind of thing, and then some. W- bit of weirdness like uh you know chuck mangione comes up and 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 and, and, oh i guess i am in southern california yeah yeah it was it was really spectacular this waiter came up and there's like the half price bar food is like two things on the entire bar food menu it was the strangest fine dining experience i've ever had it turned out our Teresa had a manhattan it cost fourteen dollars, <laughs> almost what the island cost yeah, four hundred years ago. Exactly. You know, should, if a, only uh, we could have traded glass beads for it. I did a um uh for work last month. I I did uh, I spent about two weeks kind of back and forth in New York and did a lot of and tried to go to a lot of nicer restaurants. Here's what I couldn't get away from there: dance music, intense, intense dance music. Really, at restaurants. I went to a. Uh, I went to a, you know, a nicer Italian place. Because usually in a restaurant that's like a fancier restaurant, but not like a hoity-toity restaurant, like yeah. a like a for a younger rich person, it's like KCRW music, like it's loungy hip music. Sure, sure. Um, but yes, I feel like it, it, across food genre, um, you know, uh, a couple of Italian places, a couple of gastro pubs, a couple of you know tapas places. Intense blaring dance music. You sit down. Meant to, you, meant to pump me up. You order your ahi. You order your ahi tuna. Uh, uh, your like seared ahi tacos. Sure. And uh, all of a sudden, it's like, y'all ready for this? Not even. Not even that though. It wasn't even like more electrono euro. What you say it was, it was lower yeah, NRG. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. high Maybe NRG. I, it seems as though, based on that report, that New York has radically changed in the four months that I've been gone. You, know? <laughs> you, uh, you haven't been uh, Maybe you you're been not assaulted. hanging out at the right places, uh, no, Kurt. Yeah, yeah. Not enough gastro pubs in Brooklyn, I guess, uh, with playing uh, dance music. Oh, man. Well, we got a lot of fun stuff for today's program. We got all these telephone calls that we've been saving up. We got Kurt Anderson here. We're going to talk about going on a cruise. 
Ah, oh, this is just delightful. Everything. Right. This is delightful. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, of course, the great Kurt Anderson. Now, Kurt, you're encouraged to make up your own nickname so you can introduce yourself. Uh, I'll, I'll, can I have until the next break to Absolutely. come up with my sure. DJ name? Um, we get we get a lot of great emails, Jordan, on the program. People email us at uh, jjgo at maximumfun.org. Um, oh, this was great. I think this is just going to be a really great topic of discussion for all of us here. Um uh, me, of course, you, Jordan, sure. uh, Kurt Anderson from Public Radio Studio 360. I love it when we get an email um, with a question, just like a really open question that any, everybody has an opinion on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Josh Lowen uh, writes us, uh, Hey, guys, um, do you have a favorite all-time knuckleball pitcher? What are your thoughts on the current state of knuckleballing in the majors? Thanks, Josh. So anyway, um, I, guess, I guess I'll go first, unless either of you guys wants to jump in on this. No. Of course, the, the, my first inclination is to go with a classic, Hoyt Wilhelm, um, of course, who uh, uh, pitched uh, all, you know, in, into his 50s in the majors, which now, I think is now, really amazing. Now, do you amazing. know this stuff, Jesse, and, or did you um, research this? And so uh, anyway, I'm really it's excited. It's thing that Jesse thinks uh, is funny. I'm excited. Is a... I, my first inclination to, like, is talk to talk about some weird baseball first, stuff from the people, 80s. I'm answering questions, so Hoyt Kurt, Wilhelm. My advice is just to write it out. My, just sit here and nod until he fucking ejaculates his load into the microphone, and then he shuts up, and we can talk about something else that we anyway, know about. Anyway, so the first, my first inclination is to say Hoyt Wilhelm, as I said. Um, and mm-hmm. then my second, second inclination, of course, my first fantasy baseball team, yeah. uh, one of the starting pitchers was Charlie Huff. Um, of course, everybody, you know, everybody has yeah. their favorite Charlie Huff story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, based on my interest in the 1992 Pittsburgh Pirates, um, I'm going to go with Tim Wakefield, who actually is still pitching for the Boston Red Sox and signed uh, and signed a, a, a contract with the Red Sox with a permanent <coughs> club op- option. So as long as the Red Sox want him to pitch for their team, he has agreed to do it for, I think, Three million dollars a year. So I am. And Jordan, you just shut up entirely for these. Yeah, these, uh, I don't know. I've, I've tried to fight it for a while, but that's nah, you know just kind of kind of part of the landscape at this point. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. So um, Jesse, I hear you went on a cruise. What was that like? Uh, so you you guys have any uh, anything? No. You guys got anything? Uh, favorite knuckleballers, no. knuckleball no. pitchers. Favorite knuckleballers. Did Warren Spahn throw knuckleballs? No, he did not. But that was a good <laughs> that was a good effort. See, somebody here is making an effort, Jordan, to entertain yeah. our audience. And I know my fellow Omaha Bob Gibson didn't. Right? No, he didn't. He was a speedballer, known for his fastball. You've now heard the extent of my sports <laughs> knowledge. Okay, and- well, there you go. We See, Kurt Anderson's here to play ball. He is. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I can't, uh, I can't delight audience with the odd 80s baseball facts okay, that they, they so- tune in for. Jordan, um, yes. speaking of what the audience tunes in for, mm-hmm. um, the fact of the matter is that most of the audience tunes in to hear you talk about video games. Sure. Now, um, you've mostly been playing a, a lot of Street Fighter 4. Yes. Um, this is a sequel to Street Fighter 3, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Um, and now, in Street Fighter, uh, what happens is two cartoon guys uh, are on opposite sides of the screen, and they go back and forth across the screen, <clears throat> and they do combos against each other they use blocks Among other things fireballs they say different stuff 
You go up, down, A, B, something. You know, you squiggle your stick around and do different moves. Different blocks block different fireballs. And eventually a winner is crowned and he becomes king of the fighters. Sure. So Jordan, of course, loves this. This is Jordan's favorite hobby is becoming king of the fighters. And uh, one of our listeners, what, what was our listener's name that, that challenged you to a duel? Oh, it was Joel. Joel, a nice, nice young man named Joel that I, that I actually met. From I met Austin, in, in from person. Austin, Texas. He, he and his uh, lovely girlfriend came up and, and introduced themselves to uh, Teresa and I at a, mm-hmm. uh, at a show that we were at. Um, Joel, a super nice guy, challenged you uh, to a battle in Street Fighter Four because obviously we have this audience out there. They know Jordan talks a good game. You know what I mean? And when I say good game, I'm referring to Street Fighter 4 and becoming king of the fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't know if Jordan can walk the talk. Sure. You know what walk I mean? Walk the plank. Walk the plank. Can you, you know, are you the real cock of the walk? Sure. You know what I mean? So Joel bet money on it. He said he would make a donation if he lost. He would make a donation to MaximumFun.org. Various other people on the forum made side wagers, either placing money on Joel, placing money on Jordan, and their epic battle. Jordan, how did it go? Uh, it went uh, well. I mean, if you're me, it went great. Uh, oh. I, won. I, uh, I, I'm, I kind of forget. I forget the details of it specifically. I was going to try and recount some of the nuances, but... Um, Somebody was Joel and I were talking to each other over Xbox headsets, and we were having such a nice conversation that I kind of forgot to uh, to remember the details. Um, I did uh, win pretty uh, uh, pretty decidedly, um, but uh, Joel is a very good player, and um, it was fun. Well, congratulations to you, Jordan. Thank you. It was pretty fun when we how, talked how, about how how extraordinarily fair-minded you are, Jordan. When 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 Jesse asks, and here I am just observing. Oh sure. When, when Jesse asks, uh, how did it go? And you said it went great. If you're me, how how, <laughs> how well? What other kind of it went great is there? But it but how how lovely and Christ-like of you to say if you were me. Thank you. Yeah. And, and that's uh, and thank you for saying Christ Christ himself. Too. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's kind of the way I am. But, like, yeah. Do you think you could take... Do you think there are, are listeners out there that that you, that that you couldn't take that would take you to the hole, so mm. to speak? Um, that gosh. would hit a home run off of you in Street Fighter? No, you know, I actually have a Max Fun listener that I, uh, I've i played with a handful of times who's, who's very good and a good match for me. Uh, tofu tornado. Oh sure, tofu tornado. So uh, yeah, he's. You know, uh, I think you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna make some speculation. Okay. One of one of the members of the Maximum Fun Forum is this guy named Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Now Ronnie has a couple of hobbies. Okay. Number one, Ronnie likes to make cars that jump in the air. I think something like that. Okay. I think they jump in the air if Actual I remember cars. correctly. Yeah. I think he makes jumping cars of some kind. Um. No, no, not jumping cars. No, I lied. Cars that do wheelies. He likes to make cars that do wheelies. Okay. So that's his hobby, and he likes to make. And he, he's his favorite vehicle is a Volkswagen Bug that he can make do a wheelie. Now, that's a that, well, that's big, pretty it, impressive, it, right? The Herbie series just must have had a galvanizing effect on him. Exactly. It was like the 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 like key moment in his life was sure. when uh, uh, Kirby got his groove back or whatever the movie was. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so that's one of his hobbies. The other is 
He goes to secret underground Street Fighter II competitions in weird warehouses where people from around his region drive on trucks Street Fighter II machines into this one local, like the central area. Like everybody brings their personal Street Fighter II machine. Yes. So everyone, this is a real thing. Have you ever been to some of these uh, things? No, I, I never have. You mean they drive happens. actual trucks in life and then go into a warehouse where they play the video game? Yes. So what happens is. So it's they, like Fight Club for Pussies? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they, and fatsos, <laughs> to be fair. And fatsos. Now, I think that... I don't know if Ronnie has one of these Xbox 360s. That's what you got. Yeah. But I think if Ronnie fought you, he would win. Probably. I've got 20 bucks on Ronnie. Wow. All right. Well, Ronnie... uh... Yeah, put your belly on the bar, I guess. Yeah, look, look I'm, I'm going to be looking for Ronnie on the forum, and it's shit's going down. Now, maybe he doesn't know the new power combos. Sure. Jordan. You know what I Ultra mean? Ultra combos, Jesse. Ultra combos. <laughs> no, Jesse. I have a, Stop I, being glib. It's I, have a, I have a technical advice question as long yeah, as, yeah, sure, as, long sure. as yeah. the discussion has gone to video games. If, I, I'm writing this script in which... There will be a brief scene of a character of, of this rich guy, this youngish rich guy, but a, you know, an adult. Uh, and what would be the funniest game to reveal that he's playing while he's in the business, middle of a business meeting? I mean, would it be World of Warcraft? Would it be Street Fighter Four? What would be funny to, to yeah. that would get a laugh because it would look so? So this is something he's playing like on a PC or I've got uh, I've got a good suggestion. Uh, platform he's platform or I'm platform agnostic. Okay, so. oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say I don't know what the what the setup of this business meeting he's, is. He's it's just there's a, there's a big giant uh, video screen and he's he's just playing the game. Okay, well he's just a kind of a video conference situation and then in let's another say. corner he's playing. A I've game. got I've got a pitch for him. Okay. Is a giant television. Like it's in his office or home office or something like that. Something. Okay, like that. so he's got a he's got a giant television, like a huge wall sized television, and he's playing Duck Hunt. Yeah, that's pretty good. Duck something H- kind of for the old nin- and- for for the Nintendo Entertainment System. He's got he's got the laser gun and he's just shooting ducks and he's going. He's not okay. going the 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 machine. That's the, what the, it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's he's saying business stuff. Yeah, I like the idea of uh, and there's a physical gun like thing you hold. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. I think okay if you're if he is just kind of a modern intense rich guy and you are looking for something that this kind of modern rich guy would play if you want this to be appropriate and not odd I would say probably knuckleball Call of Duty four. Which is kind of the that's the realistic that's the war more thing. intense war game yeah. yeah. But if you were looking to be weird and anachronistic, let's say Panzer Dragoon for the Sega Saturn. <laughs> Those are my two suggestions. I have come to the right place. Jordan yes. went straight to the Sega Saturn. Yeah, he's going to the Sega Saturn. Wow, what if he was playing Virtual Boy? <laughs> Virtual On, you, you maybe. You can't show Virtual Boy, though. You can't, because yeah. there's no way, because it's got the head, the goggles. So, anyway, so massively I mean, I, multiplayer is out of the question, you think? Uh, I mean, that's... Okay, he sounds like a business guy. I mean, I don't I don't, I don't, know anything about this script. He sounds maybe like an you know intense business guy. More like an you air. You know that More I'll... like an airhead air. Yeah. Then I, I think oh. the multiplayer is maybe more the kind of the brainy, shut-in... You know, super analytical. Uh huh. Okay. And if yeah. this guy, yeah, if this guy maybe is a guy who who is a successful guy who doesn't deserve his success, 
something a little more brainless. Okay, okay. here's okay. here's what's important. Call of Duty. Four. Though, can I'm I'm gonna just quick follow up. You mentioned that you're writing a script. You've also you're also an acclaimed novelist. Mm. Um, Jordan and I have a quick pitch for you. Um, that we like <laughs> just just a quick request, and I don't know. I even talked about this with Jordan ahead of time, but twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. What? Twenty bucks. You know, twenty bucks. What, what, Ten what? each. We to get give Kurt Anderson? Yeah. If if he comes through. Sure. Okay. There's 20 bucks in it for you. Whoa. It's our opinion that if you're creating a work of fiction, the two best names, and this is, I'm giving full credit, this is Jordan's premise. Uh, 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 me and a friend. A friend helped me come up with okay. this. Okay. So Jordan and a friend uh, came up with this. Um, it's basically like, have you, heard, you've, have you read this? What's the guy who writes the books about screenwriting? Um, oh, uh, and McKee. The, yeah, R- Robert McKee, right? Yeah. Have you read any of these Robert McKee story or something like that? I, I've read a bit of it, and I and I've actually I went and saw him do his thing, deliver his thing. Yeah. yeah. So this is sort of like just like he believes there are certain key elements that uh, are, should be in every story. This is a key element that we think should be in every story. Um, and it's sort of a core belief of ours. It's that the best character names for any. Uh, fictional character are uh, number one Chip Dipson and number two Dip Dobson. So Chip Dipson and Dip Dobson. So what we're looking for from you, and again, there's twenty dollars in it for you. And I'm talking cash American. I'm not talking about Australian dollars. I'm not talking about Hong Kong, Singapore dollars or whatever. And I'm in cash right now, so that's good. For right, me, exactly, know. yes. They so... pay you under the table for the, uh, <laughs> for the visionary, the visionary exactly. club. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Is this visionary club just a lot of landscaping work? Uh, I, it's really, it's, it's secret. I really can't talk about the visions I've had. <laughs> okay. He's had, he's had visions for, for like a, a healthy grass. Sure. Like a healthy, like a scotch pine, like a nice scotch pine exactly. maybe as well. Um, so 20 bucks in it for you, Kurt. All you have to do is name a character Chip Dipson or Dip Dobson. Really? It doesn't have to be the central character of the narrative. A lot of people think that it has to be the central character of the narrative, but that's a myth. Now, have you made this offer before? We were just talking last week, uh, two weeks ago, with our friend Rob Cordry, uh, who you may know as the writer and producer of the hit internet series Children's Hospital. Now, on Children's Hospital... He has. They, he's about to enter a second season. There's currently a bidding war between two networks to to put this on television. It had previously been an internet series. He's in the midst of a bidding war to put this thing on television, and he has pledged to name one of his characters Chip Dipson or Dip Dobson. Wow! And, and we and, didn't even have to give him any money. Well, there you go. I know what drives you, though. I can see <laughs> it in your eyes. I know what you fancy Cash East American. Coast intellectuals are like. $20 Cash American. It's on the table. Look, I'm going to take it out. Here in my pocket, I have $20 cash. Right here. This is the sound of it. He really does. It is. This, this, is does. Not, this is not a prop 20. $20. It's my, my good friend, okay. Mr. Andrew Jackson. Okay. Helped create the Federal Reserve, if I'm remembering that correctly. And, and, and participated in duels as well. Yeah, yeah, you can tell that this is... A you can, duelist. You can tell that this is genuine because it has little 20s written in gold ink around this engraving on the back. So that you can tell it's genuine. If you look through it through the, through the sun, you can probably see there's 
a watermark or seal of some kind, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I will I will go to the people who actually write my books for me and <laughs> and, and ask them if uh, they're up for this and okay. if they can fit that into the into the character naming schedule that is planned for the rest of 2009. One quick, fiscal 2009. I one say. quick additional question: Would you be willing to bring this to Grazer? Well, everything I write automatically. Uh, he's got a first first look, right? He, he, first, yeah, first look on everything deal, I deal. say. He's, yeah. he's listening now, in fact. Wow. Oh, is he? Yeah, so. Hey, Bry. I call him Bry. <laughs> Your hair's oh. crazy. <laughs> yeah. You're too old for that haircut, Brian Grazer. Uh, he's too old, but he's rich enough. Yeah, that that's true. So that's the... Uh... We all have our branding, don't we? Did mm-hmm. you know Brian Grazer hires people to tell him what's interesting? Yeah. He has a staff of people whose job is to tell him what's interesting. Yeah. He he has this, he has people who who get people to tell him what's. In. I don't know that he pays the people. Well, he does have this one guy. Yeah, I, I actually once sat down with him and told him what was interesting for free. So. Wow, What'd really? You say? Uh, so t- t- you know, what did you wh- say was interesting? I, I don't remember. You we should just, have said chip dips and dip tops. We right? just well, I was I was. You didn't know about that it. That was in the old days. That before was before really you was were aware. enlightened. At the time you were sitting down and talking to him, you told him that tamagotchis were interesting. <laughs> That's probably right. And and that this... my my neo pet was about to die. <laughs> but this was. Last year. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, exactly. well, look at this $20. Read it and weep. Because you... <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Read it and weep, Jordan? You want him to weep. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like Kurt Anderson. He's sure. a great guy. He's a great public radio host. Yeah. Uh, excellent public intellectual. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, anyway... We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Kurt Anderson, also known as Explodo. Explodo! <laughs> nice. Oh. Anderson, I'm going to be honest with you. You're a great guy. Uh, I'm a big fan of your work. I've been listening to Studio 360 for a long Thank time. You. Thank you. I wasn't sure how you were going to do on the nickname. I was not sure that it was going to be your forte, but you have proved me wrong. Oh, so wrong. Oh, I brought it. Man. I brought it. Wow. He just stepped up to the plate he just and hit a home run mind. off a knuckleball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the challenge is a slow pitch, Jordan. Sure. Uh, we got so many telephone calls this week, and uh, since I got this, I got a nice, got a nice. Ra- we've been for folks who have never been in our studio mm-hmm. for the past two years. If we've done this, we've been doing the show for about two years, right, Jordan? Uh, two, yeah, two-ish years. So for the past two years, when we've done this program, we have run our telephone calls off of uh, my wife's disc man uh, that she bought in high school. Um, a red disc man uh, with just like one of those like connect it to your car cords running out of it and into our mixing board. It's is... a cross colors disc disc man. Yeah, <laughs> this is we're talking about um, a disc man that previously had only seen color me bad CDs. Um, so now we've upgraded to an actual CD player, like a real grown up program. Like probably they probably got one of these over at like a Studio 360 or something like that. You guys don't run your clips off of a disc man, do you? Uh, we haven't for for some years. <laughs> right. So uh, let's give this a try, huh? Hey, Jordan, Jesse. This is Ian from Pennsylvania. Um, I had a bit of a momentous occasion occur. Um, I was passing this truck on the highway, 
and I observed the words on the side of it, and it said, Gender Solutions High Flex Knee. And I just, I couldn't imagine what that would be. Uh, maybe it's just an unfortunately named company. Um, but, um, you know, in the climate that we live in, it's, it's you know, like with, um, you know, gender changes and such, it just, Gender Solutions High Flex Knee conjured up images of Del Monte fashion tees in my mind. So, I think Gender Solutions uh, High Flex Knee is the new Del Monte fashion piece. I agree. Gender select Gender Solutions High Flex Knee, right? Knee K N E. Yeah. yeah. I I wonder. High Flex hyphen N I. I mean, maybe this is some sort of tech tech talk that I don't know about. Yeah, it could be F L E X N E E. I think it's, it's space aliens who didn't quite get the language right and just yeah. uh, put it on their truck. Sure. Well, they're high flex knee. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Gender solutions, high flex knee. Well, for folks who haven't it's been, kind of scary. Do we want to Google it, or are we fine with this being a? I, I thought we don't think we mystery. need to yeah. Google it. Yeah. I mean, for folks who don't, uh, folks who haven't been listening the full two years, early on in Jordan Jesse Go, uh, Jordan had a dream. Right, a dream? Or... No, I don't think it was a dream. I think just I just started thinking that, about it. That you, that Jordan just started thinking a lot about the nonsense phrase Del Monte fashion piece. And so we threw that out to the audience. What is your creative interpretation of Del Monte fashion piece? Anything that we can show on the internet. And I think that Gender Solutions High Flex Knee is definitely the new Del Monte fashion piece. I'm opening it up. I'm opening it up, Jordan. Wow. I'm oh. opening it up. We're going to make a thread on the forum. Is a floodgate? A, flood a special thread on the forum, even above and beyond the thread for this episode. We're making a special thread on the forum just for Gender Solutions High Flex Knee. We're going to ask you to keep it uh, to keep it safe for work, mm -hmm. as they say. No uh, gender solutions. Don't show any dongs, <laughs> specifically. Um, no photorealistic dongs. I'm okay with a cartoon dong. Yeah, a cartoon dong is Conky fine. dong. <laughs> yeah, good Explodo! one. Explodo! Now I wonder if is it H I G H or H I, and is there a hyphen between high and knee? There's only one high way to find rather? out. Oh. There's only one way to find out: artistic interpretation. Mm -hmm. That's where truth, true. You can only really find out about truth through art. You know that you are an architecture critic. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, anyway, we're we're having a lot of fun, having a great time here at Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, I just love. I'm so excited about pressing these buttons. Here we go. I just got my Jordan Jesse Go t-shirt in the mail, and it is soft and smooth and fits perfectly. It rules so happy. And I'm going to wear it tomorrow without a bra. Hooray! Bye. Cool. Great call. Yep, great call. Good work. It's a really soft shirt. We agree. I've gotten so many emails from people who loved our love the shirts. It's just like it's been overwhelming. You're welcome. Are they American made? Uh, no, they're not. They're they're made overseas. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, well. Oh, uh, also you know guys, their shirts. Boobs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bravo. You mean we're going for the wearing it without a bra reference here? Yeah. That's, yeah, specifically. That's yeah. basically what I'm yeah. thinking. Sorry, about. Mr. Class. Yeah. yeah. Neither of you guys are wearing bras today, are you? Uh, really? I should be. Yeah. I need the support. I'm actually wearing nipple tassels. <laughs> and attractive ones. I might. Oh, have. come on, Ka. <laughs> Hi, Jordan, Jesse, Go. This is Dave in Naples, Florida, and I just wanted to call with an awesome occasion. I was just wanting to shave, but I didn't want to take a shower and do the whole thing. So 
I uh, look over, and there's some KY jelly. Now, a little quick mental calculus, and I thought, what if I use that as shaving cream? So I got a little water, a little KY jelly, put it on the face, shaved it off. Awesomest shaving cream ever. And this means now that the men get to take back KY jelly. Get it back. It's awesome. Try it. I swear to God. Bye. I don't know if I can support this. No, gross. That's for genitals. <laughs> and by the way, the gay men have already taken back KY. Yeah, I don't think we had a problem. With it. Thank you, Kurt. Yeah, they're going. They're going great. They're, yeah. they're, they're... There's no take back involved. But, oh, uh, yeah, sorry, goodness. dude. You are too late. Okay. Well, we you or know... or shaving cream uh, during sex, I guess, would be the other. Would be <laughs> yeah, other. I think that's the next step. <laughs> maybe a uh, maybe an axe shave gel. Oh my goodness. Um so Jordan, um you, you Kurt, you don't know this about Jordan. Jordan's kind of a sex symbol. Um and once in a while we get a call like this. And I, you know, sometimes I don't play him cuz I think, you know, Jordan doesn't need to get a bigger head than he already has. I mean, Jordan already knows how sexy he is. Sure. But I thought I would hence throw this the uh hence the boudoir photos. <laughs> yeah, he does have a lot of boudoir photos. Just huge numbers of just sepia-toned photos of him in a thong, just doing different poses and covering himself in different stuff. I don't know why he showed them to me. Anyway. Hey, JJ Go. This is Anne from Sacramento, and I wanted to call and just tell you about a dream I had last night. I know it's really lame when people tell you about your dreams because no one ever really wants to know. Uh, No one cares but you, but... I woke up after having a dream. I met uh, Jordan in my dream, and he was explaining to me how he never has any problems getting a girlfriend because of his amazing fisting skills. What was the verb? Uh, fisting. Ah. fisting. The verb was <laughs> to fist. Hmm. Which is, I mean, I get, couldn't be closer to the truth. This woman is clairvoyant. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, God, what joke to make? What joke to make? <laughs> I've kind of... Jeez, man, I feel like it's uh, they're all trying to cram through the uh, floodgates, and I can't think of one. I'll tell you what, Jordan. Yes, it's just a sp- just bask in a special moment. Okay, I give you, you permission. Fine. I'm normally, gonna... normally in a situation like this, I would turn to you to make a witticism on to top a listener's call. But in this moment, I give you full permission to just bask in the glory of your fisting prowess. You know what I mean? That was the sound of Basque? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Kurt Anderson, judging by your eyeglasses, you probably have a subscription to The New Yorker, (laughs) if I'm not mistaken. Uh, You probably get it gratis. You used to write for them, right? They just send it it to you. I I, I get it. I read it. Okay. So have you noticed in The New Yorker any advertisements for Danny DeVito's Limoncello? Uh, It's probably one of those tiny ads in the back that I I don't look at as carefully as I should. We're talking about a full page, full cover, in in full color inside back cover advertisement. Is this true? Yes. Really? Danny DeVito's Limoncello. He has his own brand of Limoncello. Uh, it's the official Limoncello of Jordan Jesse Go. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a new decision. I've just made it. I'm throwing it out there. Uh, amazing situation. I can, I can see the case of it being put, you know, on the FedEx truck as we're speaking and wending its way to to uh, uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> hey, Jordan and Jesse, this is Nick in Austin. I have a momentous occasion. Uh, my girlfriend and I were just going to the grocery store, 
And when we pulled up to the grocery store, there was a really, really long line leading into the liquor store next door. And we thought that was really weird because there's no reason for a giant line to be leading out of the door. So we went up, and as we were approaching the grocery store, we asked somebody at the back of the line what was going on. And they said that Danny DeVito was inside signing uh, T-shirts and giving out free cop- free uh, bottles of his new limoncello. And I thought that was pretty amazing. And then at the uh, at the end of the line, somebody had taken the opportunity to adopt out abandoned greyhounds. So <laughs> apparently the greyhound and Danny DeVito and limoncello community mixed pretty well together. There's no doubt about that. Any idiot can see how well those three things go together. Danny DeVito, Limoncello, and adoptable greyhounds. The world as Mad Lib. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I have a quick Limoncello story. Yeah, let's um, hear it. This was earlier this week. Um, I had a I had an audition that included... Uh, uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. That included uh, riffing on movies. Um, so I And one of them was Terminator 3. So I... Um, this is kind of unimportant to the story. They asked you to do some riffing. Yeah, some riffing, and I, I got together with a buddy of mine who I knew was also going to do the audition. We were like, well, we should we should rent Terminator 3 and uh, and just make sure we're familiar. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Rise of the Machines. That's the byline. Um, uh, and uh, so we're like, oh, well, we should probably we should probably drink some beers while we're doing this. Uh, so we went to the kind of the closest place within walking distance to me is this... Um, Liquor store that's a, it's a little shishi. It's a place you would go for, um, you know, like a like a like a like a micro brew brewed by a monk or something like that, or possibly a celebrity liqueur. Yeah, or like a you know uh, you know and like a espresso infused vodka is something else you also would get from this. But they also just have you know like twelve packs of beer that are like a little bit expensive. But not so much. Uh... Half pints of cheap vodka kind of place. Yeah, no, you're not going to get a pop-off there. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, so we you went to this place, and, um, you know, the lady behind the counter is a, um, you know, the, a, a kind of lady you would expect to own this kind of place. Um, and she there was two bottles of limoncello uh, at the counter, and I guess I kind of maybe don't know or still don't know uh, if limoncello is something that Danny DeVito invented or if it's just a general <laughs> thing that he has a brand of. <laughs> anyway, so there's these two bottles of it sitting at the counter. And I'm like, oh, limoncello, is this the D- Danny DeVito stuff? And she's like, no, this is this is made in Sacramento by a lovely couple. She's from, she's from uh, Italy and he's from uh, the Swiss Alps and they make this and it's really lovely and it's good paired with. I'm like, but Danny DeVito's not involved. She's like no she's like no and i said what about ria perlman <laughs> anyways she's God. just annoyed with me you're, you're always on i yeah i guess so i was genuinely curious at this point i was i kind of confused how she had this but didn't uh, anyways and i was like danny vito he takes up these big ads do you but, don't you think i there's this part of me now that wants to make max fun con you know, there will be some drinking at Max FunCon, and uh, we've got some folks donating beer and wine, and we've got this guy coming to make special old-timey cocktails. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like, why did I bring in this guy to make special old-timey cocktails when I could just have served Danny DeVito Limoncello and Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Head Vodka? You know what <laughs> I mean? There you go. 
and mixed together. That you can you can name that you know oh, the, yeah. some kind of Max Fun special that, name. Have they ever been in a movie together? That would be the good name for the thing. Has Dan Aykroyd and Danny DeVito ever been in a movie? Yeah. I don't think they've ever been in a movie. I bet they against have, it. Their yeah. their genres are are close, but not. They've probably they probably were on SNL together. They're like asymptotic. Maybe. Yeah, Has, did Danny DeVito? But no, if you're if you're Danny DeVito, uh, Dan Aykroyd's a different situation. But if you're Danny DeVito, he's mental. Well, but you have you, you know this successful. You're you're rich. You have this successful production career. All this. Why the fuck do you start selling lemon chop? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's not like if a, you had you know, Suzanne Summers thigh master. This is situation. what I think it is. This is my best guess. Somebody wrote the Danny DeVito's Limoncello song. Brought it to Danny DeVito, played it for Danny DeVito, blew his mind. Is there such a song? Is there such a song, Kurt? Is there such a song? Uh, I'm out of it. Somebody hasn't visited Danny DeVito's Limoncello on the internet web yet. Not lately. Oh my goodness, is there such a song? It's one of the greatest songs ever recorded, I would say. Okay, so the moral of the, the story is, first. I think that the song came first, and he said, well, I've got to develop a limoncello uh, to match up with the quality of this song. And that's why, in the advertisements, he has his little glass of limoncello, he has lemons, and he also has some kind of old-timey Italian string instrument that he's about to play. So I think that that lyre, or whatever it is, uh, is represents the fact that the song was the impetus for the creation of the liqueur. But then, okay, fine. But then you actually <laughs> Granted. you travel to Austin and show up at a liquor store. Well, it's South by Southwest. He's there for oh, South well, by yeah, Southwest, it, the right? world's most famous live music festival. Get, yeah. He's there to perform the song. Really? Or to have this his, is just speculative. His sort of Dean Martin sound alike that rolls with him perform the song. And, uh, you know, give out free bottles of the liqueur. And, of course, uh, get, you know, the good part is... The, the best greyhound thing. Is that, yeah, a few greyhounds are going to find new homes. You know, which would have never happened if the, if the Dean Martin sounded like hadn't written that record. You know, I, 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 see, your, I see your puzzlement at this. Uh, because there are, some, I guess, some celebrity alcohol endorsements that make sense. Um, who's the guy who directed Godfather? Coppola? No, Doesn't he have Coppola. a wine? He has a winery. Oh, a serious vineyard. So that yeah. kind of makes sense. And totally. then, you know, when a, when, a, when a rapper has a signature cognac or something like that, that also kind of makes sense. But this... It, 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 more it more faint seems... racism coming out of here, but that's all right. <laughs> um, I'm just saying it's the lifestyle. Yes, it's the yes, opulent... Yes, yes. Um... In this case, what you're selling is uh, the spirit of being a... A classy Italian guy like Danny DeVito. I would say a Danny DeVito limoncello, <laughs> a new liqueur from this very charming fellow. Oh God. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I don't re remember if that's exactly what the lyrics are, but that's approximately what well, the lyrics are. We all have to get are. to work on our alcohol endorsement strategies. I know. Where's yeah. our alcohol? I know there's probably a lot of home brewers in our audience. Don't you feel like... I, I feel like yeah. our whole audience is mm -hmm. composed of number one, polyamorists, and number two, <laughs> home brewers. So far, those are the demographics that I think are... Like if we made a media packet that would say Jordan Jesse Go listeners are 12 times more likely to be polyamorists, 17 times more likely to brew their own beer. <laughs> if, you, if you're looking for an audience to sell your busty anime figurines to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, but do you feel like Jordan Jesse Beer is totally within our grasp, right? I mean, if it is, I mean, would you? Uh, you you're, you don't. Uh, you don't. Drink, I don't drink. Though. Would you? You. I mean, you can't I would have endorse. A, I would you endorse it. Can't have it. a signature beer if you don't try it. That's disingenuous. I would try it's it. Nasty. If we made Jordan, Je- if so, if a listener out there made Jordan Jesse Beer, it would have to have no. It's just have to Jordan be in bottles. Because <laughs> I'm the Shut only. Up. Just me. Jordan Morris signature beer. Jesse's no, not involved. Here, here's the thing you do. You you agree to drink, start drinking it and only it, and that oh, gives it. No, it's just, it's a little extra cachet for it. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Okay, fair enough. I'm I'm on board. Okay, I'll drink it and only it. It's the only beer I'll drink. Okay, Jordan. That's the that's the slogan. Jordan it's... Jesse beer, the only beer Jesse Thorne will drink. <laughs> yeah. Celebrity podcaster Jesse Thorne will drink, and then I'll do a commercial. It'll be like, hi. I'm celebrity podcaster Jesse Thorne. You may know that I'm a world-famous teetotaler, or at least I was, until I tasted Jordan Jesse beer. <laughs> now I drink myself into blackout every night. <laughs> I am Jordan Morris. I don't have a very sophisticated palate when it comes to alcohol. <laughs> That's why I love Jordan Jesse beer. Yeah. I'll unwind at night with some Trader Joe's microwavable enchiladas and an MGD. (laughs) Don't take my word for it. Hi, I'm celebrity podcaster Jesse Thorne. I've been to Jordan Morris's house, and the only alcoholic beverage is MGD. (laughs) Kurt, uh, what's your signature? What's your signature spirit? Uh, I don't know about signature spirit. You got a mixed drink? You got a signature mixed drink? The mixed drink that I drink and that uh, one of my good friends always says whenever we uh, go out together, uh, you still drink those hooker drinks? Uh, (laughs) Which is the gin gimlet. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight up. Sure. That's a good drink. That is a hooker drink. It is, I'm afraid. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, That's a, you know, that's a, while you're visiting L.A., um, uh, oh gosh, shit! Oh, I'm forgetting the name. Who's the guy who wrote all the all the all the pulpy detective novels? Elroy, like a Mickey Chandler. Chandler. No, 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 Chandler. Yeah, Chandler? I, uh, no. a bunch of those Chandler characters all drink gimlets. Really? They Maybe that's how it's hang around in L.A. In my head. So, well, there yeah. you go. There you go. Very classy, Jordan. You were talking a little bit earlier about uh, you satiating your curiosity. Um, your curiosity was whetted by a call that we received uh, three weeks ago. Sure. Um, just a, a quick recap for you, Kurt. A, a listener called in to say uh, that his momentous occasion was that he was going on a date with the wife of the man that his wife was cheating on him with. Uh-huh. So this is <laughs> They were a, going to see Watchmen. They were going to see the Watchmen. So what we asked was that he call in and let us know how the date went. Uh, he was kind enough to call. Uh, here he is. Whoa. Hi, Jordan and Jesse Go. This is the guy who called in two weeks ago who went on a date with my wife's boyfriend's wife. Um, I know I've taken a long time to call back. I actually programmed the number of my wife's phone so she could call in. She um, is probably better telling the story, and she probably knows how much of the story would or wouldn't be interesting to you. Um, the date went kind of oddly enough. Um, I had no idea the Watchmen movie was so inappropriate for what we were doing. Um, what is appropriate? Retrospect, I had no idea. Marley um, and before me. Before we got there, we went out to eat. So we... Um, we're looking for places around the area, and there was a Mexican restaurant, and I asked her if she liked Mexican food. She told me she had never had Mexican food. 
Is the weirdest thing in the world. Well, this me, all sounds so like a like I an elaborate double entendre. Do you like Mexican about. food? I've like never had Mexican food. food. Um, <laughs> we went to the movie. We got a large popcorn. We watched the movie, and afterwards stood in the parking lot at midnight for about an hour talking about her childhood, so, which was probably all in a all, mess. Um, great day. Um, well, I don't know what you guys. Um, what other questions you have? I think. <laughs> Story well, for starters, of what you think is probably more interesting than what really happened. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll get my wife to call in. She is planning an excursion with the family this upcoming weekend, so can't wait to see what happens. We are hopefully going to see Monsters vs. Aliens in 3D, another what? movie, another date, and we might all be going together, the entire family thing. So. When he says the entire family Whoa. thing, does he mean that he and his new girlfriend, who's the wife of his wife's new boyfriend, are all going to go see Monsters and Aliens in 3D? Or are there children involved, making it even more tragic? You, you've, invent, <laughs> yeah. you've, you've invented a whole new genre here, the, the, the alt-Jerry Springer world. Yeah, really? yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, Jerry Springer for, uh, yeah, for people who... Um, who who live in Austin, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And, and are, listen to podcasts. Right, yeah. And uh and, and probably uh I don't know. I'm trying to think of some nerd specifics. For some reason yeah. I can't right now because my mind is a little bit blown. <laughs> well anyway, I I knew we could go to top a lot that, of they might so. be giants concerts. <laughs> there you go. We'll be back in just a second, uh, with momentous occasions. It's Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Kurt Anderson, Explodo. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. God That's bless him, huh? Good nickname. God bless Kurt Anderson for Public Radio International Studio 360, <laughs> huh? Mm-hmm. Am Feature, I right? Feature, featuring Kurt Anderson. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that what it's called? Featuring Kurt Anderson? No, and there's no featuring, but Is with. There a with there's with a Kurt with. Anderson? There's a, with. there's a contractual with. Man, it should be Kurt sense. Anderson's Studio 360. Presented by Kurt Anderson. <laughs> a Kurt Anderson radio one of, the, one of those Bill Cosby uh, credit uh, Yeah, sequences. sure, sure. Oh, <clears throat> We're having a... No, that would be uh, like uh, uh, produced by Dr. Kurt Anderson. Well, it would be Kurt Anderson, B.A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. On this program, we ask our listeners to call in uh, as momentous occasions happen to them or in their immediate aftermath. We've had some... Really wonderful telephone calls uh, this week. So let's just start by uh, rolling some tape here. Hi, Jordan Jesse Go. This is Roy from Alaska again. I am in a small town in Tennessee, and I have a momentous occasion. I just saw no less than three older ladies using motorized wheelchairs scooting up an alley together like some kind of gang. Now, you think that's impressive, this old lady gang? Sure, you think that this vehicle-based old lady gang is impressive. I can tell it. I can see it in your eyes. You don't have to tell me, okay? But there's something even more impressive than that. A gang even tougher and more dangerous, perhaps more dangerous even than MS-13, the world's most dangerous gang. That is this gang, gentlemen. Hey, Jordan, just to go. This is Alex uh, from New York. Uh, just have a moment of occasion for you. I just walked out of my apartment and... Uh, I happen to see a whole family uh, riding on the big, like uh, the bikes with the big wheel in the front and then the smaller wheel in the back. Velocipedes. 
like they had they had managed to somehow find five uh, bikes. Those kind of bikes, and they were riding them around outside of my uh, outside of my apartment. Uh, I was quite amazed. Five velocipedes, gentlemen. So in Tennessee, the 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 extraordinary uh, real life scene out of the blue uh, is like a is like a, a scene from the a cheesy bad comedy, old ladies in a in wheelchairs, <laughs> as opposed to New York. There's actually a Monty Python sketch about old lady gangs, and this uh, brought that to mind. Oh, yeah, there sure is. But this is like a debased version. I can just imagine. Right, yeah. You this, know, is, this is the Adam Sandler version it, of that if sketch. If Adam Sandler. And then, sure. but, but <laughs> you know, in New York, so You're course, saying maybe it's a Rob Schneider. Well, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Fair but enough. But in New York, this, this kind of Cirque du Soleil-ish, <laughs> old-fashioned, surrealist vision mm-hmm. is... That's why I live in New York rather than Tennessee. Yeah, you got it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, speaking of, uh, uh, speaking of working blue. Jordan, Jesse, go. I just saw my girlfriend pee. All right, have a good day. <laughs> well, that, that's there you go. the thing. Now, speaking of things you put in your media packet for underwriters, maybe not that. Okay, so <laughs> there's that. Uh, granted, a momentous occasion. Sure. You know? Now, well, I wanted to clean our palates after that. Yeah. This is one of my favorite momentous occasions in a really long time. <clears throat> Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and Go. I just had my first slow dance to the girl that I've had my first crush on ever since high school. And I just told her that right now. And I just felt like it was a momentous occasion. And I just had to call you right now. And it's been, what, three years? Four years since high school. Four years since high school. And And I feel exactly the same way. And Ah! I've barely told her how I felt. Right now, it's been four years since high school. Anyways, I just wanted to tell you that. Bye. Right. That's delightful. Right. Doesn't that, that delightful? Thank God she was there and chimed in. If it was just the guy, I would my my mixture yeah, of sadness yeah, yeah. and pleasure would have been tilted toward the. Mm. Oh, you're you either she rejected you and you're out in an alley somewhere, or you left to make the call, which is weird, and she yeah. probably hates no, you. No, we and, we think you should do that. Let's be clear. Oh, sure. Yeah. And the timing of her, the reveal of her voice. Perfect. Yeah, you could not have played. It seemed, yeah. I mean, we have been known to get a bullshit call or two. It seemed real. Yeah, but no, I'm going to go with that's real. It's delightful. I would like to know what song it was to. Yeah, that's a good question. I, my money's on Lay Your Head on, lay, lay your head on My Pillow by Tony, Tony, Tony. But although, guessing... although, I just did not to harsh no, no. the mellow and kill the buzz, but <laughs> but at 21 or 23 or 4 years after high school, do you still talk about slow dances? Yeah, I'm wondering where they You do if you're danced. really, really sweet. <clears throat> yeah, maybe that was kind of... How about that, you fuckers? Okay. I, yeah, maybe... I mean, maybe this was kind of a grand gesture. Maybe they were... I don't know, in some place you wouldn't normally slow dance and a song came on and he's like, I've always... You know, I always wanted to go yeah. to prom with you and then, you know, yeah. they... Yeah. Speaking of beautiful moments, or they snuck into a homecoming. This is like the beautiful moments, or the third high, the third annual high school reunion. Or yeah, something. yeah, right. the third. Yes, this is <laughs> one a year. One reunion. This is a like year. an all beautiful moments, uh, momentous occasions because we had, of course, <laughs> seeing your girlfriend pee, and then we had that sure. one, and, and now we have this. Hey Jordan, Jesse, go. Uh, this is Jimmy. I just got my wisdom teeth removed. All drugs have worn out, but. My lip is still really numb, and I'm standing over the sink, kind of letting blood and spit dribble out of my mouth. Uh, okay. Keep up the good work. 
Do you feel like maybe the drugs hadn't completely worn off? Like a hundred percent? He could have been just like high on pot or something. Yeah. <laughs> the prescription like drugs to, wore off. Having a hard time creating the seal because his liver's too mm-hmm. too okay. Look, we need to pick me up after all of that. I think this hey, is Hey Jordan. Hey Jesse. Uh this is Greg from Omaha calling in with a momentous occasion. Uh just helped a guy at my uh, place of work. Uh guy's name was Zebulon Steele. <laughs> Zebulon Steele. Checked his ID and everything. Wow. That's cool. Zebulon Steele, gentlemen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're from Omaha. You ever you know you know Zeb? Well the thing is most most men of a certain age in Omaha are named Zebulon. So Right. You know, well, it's, it's one not, of the most they, popular names. Your felt this fellow here must have been new to the new to town. Uh no, that's great. And and how how lovely that, that I mean that's a fairly compared to, you know, slow dancing or your girlfriend peeing or all the rest, that's that's a that's a subtle, classy, momentous uh, thing to, to, to recognize that this is a cool name. I, I think I, this is a classy show. Can I ask you something about Omaha? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of trying to, to, to figure this out. Is that uh, a state or a city? <laughs> is that a kind of cake? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, is Omaha one of these little pockets like a... You know, like a um, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that's just kind of a little maybe hippie pocket within a square area? Uh, well, it's certainly within a square area, and it's a fairly square place, and I mean that in the best sense, sure. uh, itself. Uh, but in the last, since I've left, actually, uh, in the last, I don't know, 15 years or so, uh, it has developed this hipster uh, yeah. thing a lot of, within, a lot of a, indie rock bands. There's, there's the whole indie rock uh, thing there. There's there's a there's a, a visual art movement. There there's this there's it, it has become improbably uh, you know this cool the the coolest place between Chicago and L A. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll uh, uh, posit. Uh, yeah. So but it and well, except it, for Billings. Well, there's that. Well, You're there's the whole Livingston Billings. Livingston all that stuff. Sure. But uh, and then uh, to my great surprise. Uh, because uh, in, in the last presidential election, Nebraska is one of two states that that changed the rules so that each congressional district has its own electoral vote, so that it's not all winner-take-all yeah, the yeah, state. Yeah. And the Omaha district went for Obama in this most Republican of American states. So I felt like, well, maybe maybe it's not just you know a few indie rockers and artists and poets. It's It's actually gotten cool in my absence so it must be frustrating to no longer be able to use your place of origin uh, as a punchline when the situation suggests that you that you could or should omaha as a punchline i have no idea what you mean yes indeed uh (laughs) it's true and 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 the warren buffettification of omaha has all has made it you know legit in a different way and of course mutual of omaha Wild Kingdom, yes, indeed. So maybe that this is Omaha is a place where a guy named Zebulon Steele could exist and thrive. Yeah, I wonder if he's like a superhero. Potentially, he, he could fight be. crime. Yeah. yeah, sure. There you go. Or travel to space in the fifties. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Explodo. That's nope. good. That's enough. Leave it there. Yeah. That's perfect. Yep. 
Uh, we had a great show, huh, Jordan? Didn't we, though? Come on. Uh, very fun show. We have some great calls about, you know, last week we threw out this action item, uh, uh, <laughs> what's the craziest person you ever met when you were traveling? We got some really, we got some good calls on that topic. We just, we're just plumb out of time, so we're pushing it back to next week, and it's still open. What's the craziest uh, person you ever met while you were traveling? And uh, of course, we also have this project, this new project, which is Gender Solutions. What's it called? Gender Solutions Knee High. <laughs> Gender Solutions. Uh, I forget. High. High flex knee. High flex knee. There you go. Gender solutions. High flex knee. Gender solutions. High flex knee. Um, What is your creative interpretation of that? Uh, Whatever it is, um, you can create anything. You visual art. You can create a diorama and photograph it. Um, You can uh, make something in Microsoft Paint. Uh, You can do a Photoshop creation. Uh, You can make a write a song about it uh, and post a link on the forum. Any, all these things are open. You we'll can have wear a, the Jordan Jesse Go T-shirt without a bra. You got it. Any, you can do anything as long as it's, as long as it has that special magical quality. A certain brawlessness. Yeah. Um, two zero six nine eight four four fun is the telephone number to call if you have a momentous occasion or you have thoughts about the show. You got a question you want to ask me uh, specifically? Um, I'm just quickly anticipating one question that might come up. Um, I like Mike Spankley Lavalier a lot, but my favorite was yeah. Don Sluggo Slot. If you're talking about catchers for the 1992 Pittsburgh Pirates, um, if you want to challenge Jordan to play Street Fighter for money, um, I think that's a great idea. You can do that on the forum. Sure. Jordan's hanging out on the forum looking for people to beat at Street Fighter. Of course, Kurt Anderson. I don't think there's a way uh, for us to play Street Fighter Three Third Strike online. But if you're in LA and want to meet uh, uh, at a bowling alley. And do that, and play for money. I'll do that. Right. And if you want to, if you're in, if LA, you want to meet me at Chateau Bowl and play Street Fighter Three Third Strike in L.A., I'll probably do it. Okay, I'll probably go there because that's right near my house. Sure, I'm down to go to Chateau Bowl. Yeah, you well, down for Chateau Bowl? Uh, absolutely. Okay, great. So Kurt Anderson's, uh, Kurt Anderson's <clears throat> Studio Three Sixty is on the, on the interweb at uh, Studio Three Sixty dot org. I'm, I got to change this, Jordan. Lonely Sandwich pointed out something really important to me recently. What? Saying the interweb is over, saying interwebs is over, uh, the most important thing, the new, the, new, the new hotness. The new cheeky way to refer to the internet. Is internet. Okay. So studio, it's, ki- it's kind of like AOL being cool again. You know yeah, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought I had missed something. <laughs> um, uh, Kurt Anderson, of course, uh, his, his program Studio 360 is on internet at studio360.org uh, you can check out his uh his uh his delightful and very long novels uh and of course you can look forward to the film that he's writing uh that uh features uh, uh Chip Dipson uh, Dip Dobson and of course the Nintendo wait, Entertainment Wait 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 it's not game. Chip and Dip you said Chip or Dip It, it is but I mean we hoped okay, you would be okay, we hoped okay, you would okay. be charitable and I expect that you'll include both of them Now I don't want to be clear as long as it actually appears in the credits, it doesn't. You don't. They don't have to say their name in the film, but it has to. Oh. There has to be. You can't just if they make they produce the film. You can't just say, oh, you know that one guy, like the the guy at the who was roasting the peanuts in Central Park. That guy's name was Chip Dipson. No, but, but also, unless it shows roles on the credits and it says Chip Dipson, Clint Howard. Right. 
By the way, it Chip would be Gibson should be played by <laughs> yeah. Clint Howard. Ideally. No, this has become full circle with the Brian Grazier, Ron Howard thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, It's yeah. really, there's a coherence to here that only emerges uh, Through the, the medium now, of podcasting. Now, it counts if it's in a work of printed prose fiction absolutely well. okay, yes fine. absolutely yeah, although in that case you know obviously you would have to include be, it be eight bucks instead there's of 20. no if you <laughs> yeah. wrote if you wrote about the exchange, if you right? wrote for example a play uh you could feature it in the dramatis personae um in the beginning and yeah. then you wouldn't have to have that character yeah. utter it out loud well, you're, you're really lowering the bar here i, uh, this, I know yeah. 20 bucks for a movie I'll, okay. the rest is at my discretion okay Okay. We encourage you. I mean, the point of the thing is, any work of fiction benefits from having a character named Chip Dips and right. Dip Tops, and that's the central bedrock truth. Okay, but what we're talking about here is, if you want this twenty dollars, twenty dollars cash American, you got to put Chip Dips in or Dip Tops in. So it's in the, a movie the Dips and Dobson meme in general on a screen, <laughs> something that meme. people give a shit about, meme. not fucking boring read words, as I call them. Read words is what I call them. Do you call them that? Yeah, I do. Um, right. Jordan, you and me are going to be in Portland and Seattle yes. uh, at the end of the month. We're in uh, Portland on Thursday, April 23rd. We're going to be at uh, the... Seattle. On the uh, Seattle, Thursday, April 23rd at Central Cinema. Uh, you can buy your tickets online. Just go to MaximumFun.org, click on Live. There's a link right there to uh, Brown Paper Tickets where you can buy your tickets. Only 12 bucks. Us and the uh, You Look Nice Today's is going to be a great... Uh, great fun. We've already sold a bunch of the tickets, so buy your tickets now. Buy them, buy them, buy them. Um, and of course, we're going to be at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. I'm doing the Sound of Young America live. We got um, uh, Blitz and Trapper, uh, uh, Mira, um, Reggie Watts, uh, almost certainly uh, comic author Brian Michael Bendis, oh, and uh, possible other surprise guests. Um, and you and I are doing, we're doing Monsters of Podcasting on Sunday night at Bridgetown, and there's also 120 comedians in town. Uh, including lots and lots of really cool, awesome people. Uh, our buddy Tig Notaro, Nick Kroll, sure. um, uh, Matt Bronger. One of my uh, faves from L.A., Josh Fadum, will be there. That's my that's my recommendation for a guy whose name you might not know who you should go see. There you go, Josh Fadum. You might get to see him just like do pratfalls for 20 minutes straight. <laughs> yeah, or read out of the phone book. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that's at BridgetownComedyFestival.com. Uh, thanks again, Kurt, for doing Excuse me. Thanks again, Explodo, for doing this. Yeah, thank you, Explodo. Mom, old plays here. Uh, it's, it's, it's always such a joy when we can uh, degrade the uh, quality radio network that is Public Radio International yeah. with our embarrassing telephone calls about seeing your girlfriend paint. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next time right here on Jordan, Jesse, Go. <laughs>